Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in this week to Mox on the Mic. Chris Goforth with you once again, and we are ready to talk to some coaches as we get some of these fall sports underway. We'll be talking football in a couple of weeks, but this week we're going to talk soccer and we're going to talk volleyball. Of course, there is a, a new director of volleyball at UTC, and uh, Coach Torbett will visit with her coming up in a few minutes. But first, we'll start with a visit with women's soccer coach Gavin McKinney. We'll talk a little bit about what he's got coming back, and we'll take a look ahead at how tough the Southern Conference can be. Here's our conversation with Coach Gavin McKinney. Well, as we tape this, you guys are – 13 days away from your, your season opening match against MTSU. What's going on with the team right now? And kind of what are, what are you guys up to at this point? Well, we, we currently are in a phase where we don't get any countable hours with the team. So the first time we'll get to work with them will be on August 2nd. So up to now, they've um, been doing work with our performance coach, the, those of them who are in town. We've got a group of freshmen and returners who have been working consistently with Ashton, our performance coach, throughout the month of July. Others who have been doing work at home. We, we also had a good number of players who were playing throughout the summer on various different summer league teams, several of them here in town. So we feel the group has been working hard throughout the summer and hopefully they're ready come August 2nd. Are you pleased with what you've seen so far? Well, once you've, uh, as you've been able to get, um, get them back together and the, the contact you've been able to have during the summer. Well, again, again, the only contact I can have with them is communication. So I'm not able to view them on the pitch and, or, or even go to their, uh, fitness sessions with Ashton, their, their strength sessions with them. It's, uh, the unfortunate rule that's, uh, been put in place for, for women's soccer and men's soccer and it's and it's not changed so we're one of those few sports who don't get any contact with our student athletes up until our preseason start date which for me is crazy because as you mentioned when they come in seven days after that we've got our first match against mtsu so we are really relying on the on the ladies to do the work that they need to when they leave us april through august for us to have a great start to our season what do you look for when, when you get them together? Is it, do you want to immediately try to scrimmage as soon as you can? What, what, what's kind of the, the process of once you get them back together and, and kind of making some, some determinations on who fits best where? First and foremost, we have to gauge the fitness levels. Okay. Because it's such a long period, we don't have them. Again, they finish up the spring semester around the end of April and we don't have them until August 2nd. So when they come back in, how they are physically determines a lot of what we do going forward. Because if you have a group who doesn't quite meet those physical standards, they're also at a risk of injury. Because if you start doing two a days and intense training throughout that first week, but your team isn't ready, you're gonna lose half them before you get into that first game. So as soon as they, they get here, August 2nd, the first thing we'll do is we'll fitness test them. And then you, you hit it thereafter. We will get them playing pretty quickly throughout the week. We've got a lot of new players coming in this fall. So we've got to see what everybody's like and how sharp they are on the football. So it's essentially an assessment physically 
And then also from a footballing standpoint when they come in and then we'll take it from there. I wanted to ask you about your schedule. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your non-conference uh, portion of that schedule? The, it's the only game I'm actually focused on with that schedule would be that first one. So I've, I've been trying to do a better job personally of living in the moment. So right now on my mind is that August 1st meeting we have with the girls and then that August 2nd training session. And then, of course, the week after that, we have MTSU. But I will say the non-league schedule is great. I think we, we do a really good job of making it competitive before we head in to Southern Conference play. And hopefully the people within Chattanooga see that and they can circle some dates on that calendar and come out to watch us. Southern Conference play begins on Friday, September the 23rd. That's a home match against Mercer. Uh, can you kind of give us a little bit of a preview about the uh, about the Southern Conference? Sure. And, and just from experience, the Southern Conference is so difficult. So the first match against Mercer will be a really tough one. And then the Citadel on a Sunday, who were one of the most improved teams in our league last year. A really difficult start, which is why that non-league is really important um, from a competitive standpoint. So we're prepared for the league play. And then once you roll into it, uh, there's not much between the not much between the teams in our league, one through ten, right? You always go into that last weekend of Southern Conference play, and you're talking about three points between five, six different teams. So it can really sway a lot of different ways when you get into those final few weekends. So each match is ultra, ultra important. You've got to pick up points along the way and put yourself in a good position to come that tournament. I count eight new players, including freshmen and transfers. Tell us a little bit about this, uh, this new group of players you brought in. Yeah, it, it would, would have been eight initially, and then we've made some additions to that as we've went along. So it's actually a bigger group now, but we're excited for all of the new incoming players. We think we needed to add competition to the squad in a lot of different areas. And these individuals will definitely bring that along with the new players, adding some quality and competitiveness. I think our returning players have worked really hard throughout that spring and then into their summer going forward into, into August. I think they're a group that's hungry, that wants to get back to the levels we were at that spring of 2021 season when we were top three. So hopefully, uh, again, August 2nd, when, when we see them for the first time on the pitch, um, everybody's to a really, really high level so we can get off to that good start. How many do you feel coming in? How many of those newcomers is, is there? Are there any that you feel they need to be able to come in and contribute for you right away? Are you, are you feeling some needs positionally? I think if you do a good job with your recruiting, you're always going to have players that come in and push. Okay. And, and I think every year I've been here, we've had, we've had at least a couple of players who have been named to that SOCON all freshman team. So we, if we continue on with that, um, I think we'll, we'll definitely have a few individuals that will challenge but again, it depends on a lot of different factors, how fit and sharp they are coming into that camp, um, how the returning players come into the camp, and then how everybody kind of uh, gels together and what we feel will give us the best chance once we, once we hit our first matches. So you, you never know with the incoming players. You can project them to be, to be at a certain level, 
but it's it's unknown until they're in that first training session with the group. You bring a lot of experience back from last year. A little bit about the group that you bring back, and who who needs to step up for you guys? We I mentioned them before. I think we have a great group of of individuals coming back. They've worked extremely hard throughout their time with us, and I think they're they're motivated to do really really well. We watching some of them uh, on stream throughout the summer as they've been playing with their summer league teams. There's there's a few of them that have been been excellent, and and we think we think they're set for for big falls. But again, uh, same as the young players, um, you never quite know until you're right in it there. And then once you're in the season, they have to be. Um, confident and find good form and a, a lot has to go right for for the team in the women's college soccer season because you're talking about 20 games within a really condensed period okay so what, once the the squad comes in we've got to work really hard to find the right balance with them and then look to help individuals improve and find their peak performance throughout the season but I think some of the returning returning players will have great fall seasons. What's the strength right now of your team? Uh, look, I, I think we always need to be really difficult to play against. Okay, so first and foremost, when they ca- come in, we need to be ultra organized. We need to be tough. We need to be physical. We need to be fit. And then on top of that, we, we do try and play a, a good brand of football. With that, I think it needs to turn into more chances created and more goals scored. I think we've, we've improved individuals in certain areas that will help with that. And we're bringing in players who will add a little bit of extra quality to us too. So as, as long as we show good fight, good spirit, we're, we're organized. And then again, on top of that, we, we try and play good football. I think that's where our strength will come from. What concerns do you have right now going into this season? I don't know if I would have any glaring concerns to be to be honest. It's t- and it's tough to kind of project that when we've we've got so many new players coming in and we've not actually had a training session with them yet. So I think more so than than worrying, I'm just excited to to see where this fall will take us. We're we're confident in the squad of players that we have. And again, I think they've all worked hard. So yeah, I, I'm not too worried about, about much. Um, I think we're, we're lucky perspective of life to be involved in sports and uh, able to turn up back the pitch every day and put our best foot forward and work hard. So uh, I don't think there should be too much worry that comes along with that. I think it should be, it should be fun. It should be enjoyable. Um, and, and hopefully as the season goes along, uh, my mindset stays that way. Coach, best of luck to you, and we'll look forward to uh, catching up soon. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate Coach McKinney for giving us some time. Volleyball gets their season underway with an exhibition match against Kennesaw State. That is happening August the 17th. That will be inside McClellan Gym as uh, Coach Julie Torbett takes over the Chattanooga Volleyball Program. Chance to see her squad take the floor for the first time again coming up on the 17th of August. And she was kind enough to spend a little bit of time, just recently moved to Chattanooga after being hired back in the winter, uh, trying to get boxes unpacked and get settled in in her new home. Here's our conversation with coach Julie Torbett. 
Coach, I appreciate you uh, giving us a little bit of time today. Are, are you settled in finally? Have all the have all the backs uh, boxes been unpacked now? <laughs> um, we're getting there. Yeah, um, definitely getting settled in and getting excited for the season. You guys open up the season August the seventeenth. How much work is there left to be done for you guys before that uh, season opener? Well, there's always work to be done. Um, putting the pieces of the team in place uh, was my most important thing, re-recruiting the roster as well as adding some key additions. So we finally got that done. Everybody's, you know, getting ready um, to register for classes and that, you know, wasn't on the team in the spring. So we're getting there. What will fans see as the biggest difference from last year to this year? Well, I wasn't here last year, so all I can go off of is, you know, video that I've watched and um, their record, um, but we're hoping to have a healthier team. Uh, there was a lot of injuries, so that's uh, one thing that we're addressing um, by having um, the strength coach, you know, keep tabs on them a little bit more in the summer. Some of them stayed this summer, so they were actually here to work out. Uh, so I think that will help um, not having so many in street clothes or on the sidelines. Um, and then uh, just probably a more relentless defensive team and a little faster offense. What do you like about this team right now? They're older. So we were very young. So we, our additions are all, with the exception of one freshman, they're all grad transfers, older kids. I want to ask you about, about some players in particular, a couple that are coming back uh, from previous years. Let's start with Paige Gallantine, uh, somebody that has seen a lot of time on the floor over the last couple of years. A little bit about her and, and what you've seen from her. Well, Paige played beach this spring, so I didn't have her in the gym hardly at all. Um, you know, when you're a beach and indoor player, you can't practice both on the same day. Um, and I'm director of volleyball, so I want Beach to be successful as well. But I was able to watch her at Beach practices and some of the duels and see how much of that um, progress she made with ball control, that kind of thing is going to transfer into the indoor game. Um, and we've spent a lot of time together working camps and being around each other um, because that was my position in college. So um, definitely the back row players are going to be my position. And I'm really excited. She had a great year last year and see if we can build off of that. Mackenzie Jordan, somebody again, another one that played some valuable minutes last year. Yeah, and a transfer um, from Mississippi State. So she got some good time again in the SEC um, before she transferred in here. Uh, I think that she has made great progress in the spring uh, in our practices and the way we train. Uh, so I, I look to her to be not only a um, great player on the court, but also a leader of this team. You got a couple of middle blockers coming back that I wanted to ask you about. Let's start with Kate Neal. Yeah, Kate um, Long, lean, you know, works really, really hard. Um, she's able to find ways to score. So we're just trying to get her to be a little bit more dynamic. Um, but I definitely think she's going to be a presence at the net for us. Marcel Baez Carlo, one that I thought as the year went on last year, we really kind of saw her start to emerge and show the kind of player she really could be by the end of the year. 
Yeah, Marcel is probably got one of the higher volleyball IQs, plays volleyball all the time. If you've ever been to Puerto Rico, volleyball is extremely popular sport in Puerto Rico. And she played for the Puerto Rican national team this summer again. Uh, so she was with, you know, playing with an organized team, oh, probably the only player that was with an organized team for three weeks, four weeks out of the summer. So I'm excited about her as well. Kanaya Davis. We know she can jump. We've, uh, we've seen that about her. What have you seen from Kanaya Davis? Um, if I could unleash her killer instincts that's in there somewhere, that would be great. She's just the nicest, sweetest girl that you'd ever want to meet. Um, but yeah, she can jump. She's very athletic. Um, we've worked a lot on her blocking form. You know, I think she was out for a little bit with a concussion because she got hit in the head with her head above the net on a block. You know, so we've tried to work on her blocking form to kind of help that not happen again. Um, but definitely, you know, flies. She's a high flyer and again, experienced senior. Um, so we hope to, to have some leadership out of her as well. Sophia Bosong, somebody that was kind of thrown into the into the fire as a as a freshman. Uh, what have you seen from her? Um, Sophia has been the starting setter here for a couple of years. And so that experience is going to really help pay off for her. Uh, she's got really good connection with the hitters. Um, we're trying to speed up the offense a little bit. So how quickly she adapts to that, um, change, um, that will be kind of the key for her and, and how she, um, gets to run the offense. You mentioned some of the new players that you have, uh, that you have brought in, who has you most excited? Well, I mean, Elaine uh, Redman from Chattanooga, you know, we had her all spring, but she had an injury this spring. Um, so she didn't get to play in all of our um, scrimmages that we that we were able to participate in. Um, but she had a great uh, season at Toledo and they made it to the NIVC. So she's definitely somebody that knows how to win, um, works really hard. She's come back from her injury. And I think that she's going to be a key factor to our success next year or the season. And so I'm excited, um, to get her back now that she's healthy, ready to go. Tell me a little bit about the early part of the schedule, your, your pre-conference matches that are coming up. What, what do you expect? What do you want to learn about your team? Well, it's always nice that we can play, um, you know, a, a match that doesn't count. I uh, like when volleyball added that, that we can play a scrimmage doesn't count in our record, just gives you a chance to kind of tweak the lineup, um, practice in a competitive uh, environment. So Kennesaw State's going to come to us this year, which is really nice um, since it is my first year to kind of see how things run, um, running an event. And uh, so we get rid of those jitters, I guess, before our first home match. Um, but, you know, it's just a chance to be competitive. By that time, they're tired of competing and practicing against each other and they're ready to have somebody on the other side, and we're ready to be one team instead of, um, you know, always playing against your own teammates on the other side. The plan for the exhibition against Kennesaw State, do you want to give everybody time on the floor? Is, is that going to be your thought going into it? Um, it kind of depends. So I have a depth chart um, in each position, and the girls actually voted on that as well coming out of the spring. So all the new players, you know, are at the bottom of that depth chart. Everybody starts out kind of equal. Um, and as they move in through the positions, um, you know, if people have solidified their position, 
they haven't been working hard or those kind of things. I can't guarantee everyone will play, but it is a great opportunity to get people in a competitive environment that maybe are gamers that we don't know are gamers. They, um, you know, we have practice players that play really well in practice and they put them in a game and they don't. And then you have players that are the opposite. Um, so there's no chance to ever see that if you don't do it in the scrimmage. So I would say that probably all of them will get to play at some point in that scrimmage. Um, but I also, you know, winning is important and getting this team to believe we can win. Kennesaw is a good team. So that will be a good challenge for us. Tell me a little bit about this depth chart. Uh, so the players vote on it in the spring. Yeah. Within their own position. I came up with that. I don't know, probably only like five years ago. I've been coaching for almost 30 years. I wish I'd done it sooner where we have our meetings and they tell me where they think they are in their position. So, and then with the setters, cause we only have a couple, like the hitters will say who they connect better with, but they're spot on. Like they, if they think they're fourth and I think they're fourth, like we, we really are on the same page. If they think we're first and I think they're fourth, then we've got work to do to communicate what, you know, what we need from each other. But then there's no um, surprises, no favorites, nothing like that. You know, it's just pretty straightforward. And then I can explain you know, what I need from them. So they always know where they stand with me. And I'm just always, that's how I like to operate. And that way it helps with them, with their confidence and things that they can work on on their own to get better. So they help you set it in the spring. And then you're the one that updates and makes the adjustments to that over the course of the season. With them. Yeah. I keep them in the loop on all of it because, you know, if they're not playing, they obviously want to know why, and they're going to get asked, well, why aren't you playing? I want them to know the answer. I want them to know that answer. So it just helps, um, like I said, with confidence and those kind of things that they know, well, hey, I'm not playing because my serve isn't as good as it needs to be, and they're a back row player. It's not always just digs or passing. You know, it's some other things, and they know what goes into that. Um, so like I said, they're really, they're really on – par with like what where what I'm where I'm coming from and once I started doing that it was really hard for people to ask well why am I not playing if you're fourth out of four and you only play two they got to get in the top two so it just really kind of helps with expectations of playing time and everyone knowing where they stand on the on the team are you concerned at all taking over a program that has had uh, has not had a lot of, of wins the last couple of years. Are you concerned about confidence in this team? Um, I'm all about empowering women. So I will, I will infuse them with confidence where I can, but I can't sugarcoat things that just really aren't there. I can't tell them they're really great at something that they're not, but I can tell them how to get better at it. So I'm hoping that they're going to feel confidence with me because I came here to win. That's what I came here to do. And I've turned around every program that I've been the coach of. And every one of them, when I took over, was a losing program. So as much as I'd like at some point to like be handed over a championship team, it's just not been my MO. So I've embraced that and realized that that's what people hired me to do. And I have confidence that I can do it. Um, so that's, that's what we're, that's our mission. That's what we're going to do this season. You and I have talked before about your familiarity with this part of the country and, and even the Southern conference. Have you had time to, to really dig into the conference 
over the course of the summer. Can you give us a little preview of what you expect? Yeah, um, I have. I just was watching Wofford play last night, actually. I mean, we have video access to all the games, which is great. Um, so I can watch a particular hitter. They have most of their players back. There's been a lot of transition and different teams, you know, so UTSU had some injuries. They're back. How they'll be, you know, who knows? Um, a lot of graduation in Mercer. So, yeah, I know the conference really, really well, and I know what level we need to be at to win it. Um, the fact that Citadel won it last year obviously shows anybody can win it. doesn't matter what seed you go into the tournament. You just got to be in the tournament. Um, so, um, so I think that that was just a confidence builder for the bottom group of teams, I guess. And there was, you know, a big tie anyways, one or two matches difference. It could have been a totally different story. So I think we have the talent and I think that, um, they're just going to have to not revert back to old habits and, um, play the way that I expect them to play and they'll get the results. It may not be immediate. Because uh, anytime you're trying to build a team or bring a team together and you're not here all summer and you bring in new players, um, it's going to take them a little adjustment period. But And we start out pretty tough at Georgia. Um, so hopefully people can just stick with us. But the key is to be better at our best at no in November, and we will be. Coach, appreciate the time. No problem. Thanks to Coach Torbett for being with us this week as well. Appreciate the Chattanooga Sports Information Office for assisting in setting these interviews up. And thanks to Tate Johnson, our producer, for always uh, doing such a wonderful job and making things go. That is going to wrap it up for us this week. We'll be back with you again next week. We're going to get into talking a little bit of football here as we get closer and closer to the season opener for Chattanooga football. We'll, uh, we'll get to some of that and tell you more about it coming up. This has been Mox on the Mic. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. Tell a friend about us. And as always, we'll see you again next time. Go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.